Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmadu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Inshallah, if you are done with our salah, then we can come closer. Brothers in the courtyard also. Inshallah, we can make our way into the masjid. Jazakallah. Alhamdulillah, all praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who through his infinite grace and mercy has blessed us with this opportunity to come for this gathering out of the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions in a hadith that those gatherings in which the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taken, then angels come down upon these gatherings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy enshrouds these gatherings and an announcement is also made for forgiveness for all those people that have attended this gathering. So we make shukar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afforded us with this opportunity. Without further ado, I'll introduce our local Qari and who is well known in South Africa, Qari Muhammad Zahir Zardad. His father is also well known, his grandfather, and it's a family of Qurra. MashaAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take them from strength to strength. So without further ado, we call upon Kari Muhammad Zahir Zardad to render his qiraat. بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى من المسجد الحرام 
الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والنجم إذا هوى ما ضل صاحبكم وما غوى وما ينطق عن الهوى وما ينطق عن الهوى إن هو إلا وحي يوحى علمه شديد القوى ذو مرة فاستوى وهو بالأفق الأعلى علمه شديد القوى ذو مرة فاستوى وهو بالأفق الأعلى ثم دنا فتدل ثم دنا 
فتدلى فكان قاب قوسين أو أدنى فأوحى إلى عبده ما أوحى فأوحى إلى عبده ما ثم دنا فتدلى فكان قاب قوسين أو أدنى فأوحى إلى عبده ما أوحى ما كذب الفؤاد ما رأى أفتمارونه على ما يرى ولقد رآه نزلة أخرى عند سدرة المنتهى عندها جنة المأوى إذ يغشى السدرة ما يغشى إذ يغشى السدرة ما يغشى ما لقد رأى من آيات ربه الكبرى
وَلَقَدْ رَآهُ نَزْلَةً أُخْرَى وَلَقَدْ رَآهُ نَزْلَةً أُخْرَى عِنْدَ سِدْرَةِ إذ يغشى السدرة ما يغشى إذ يغشى السدرة ما يغشى ما زاغ البصر وما طغى لقد رأى من آيات ربه الكبرى صدق الله العظيم MashaAllah, Barakallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take Karisa from strength to strength. Beautiful verses recited with regards to the auspicious occasion of Miraj. Without further ado, we call upon our local Imam, our resident Imam, Qari Yusuf Osman, inshallah to render in Nizam and Naat. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Insha'Allah, we will be doing two renditions. The first being in Urdu, insha'Allah. And this is regarding the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the grandeur and the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, insha'Allah, we request the brothers in the, in the gathering to join in the chorus of this uh, beautiful poem. Thereafter, insha'Allah, we will do a rendition in Arabic regarding the virtues and the features of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Dil ko agar chamka na ho to kar lo zikre اگر چمکا نہ ہو تو کر لو ذکر اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ دل کو اگر چمکا 
کو اگر چمکانا ہو تو کر لو ذکر اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا کوئی بتا دے دریا او کوئی سیروانی کس نے دی کس نے چمکتا دن دخشائے رات سوانی کس نے دی ننے منے پودوں کو گلشن میں جوانی کس نے دی وہ یکتا قدرت بھی یکتا یکتا ہے میرا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا سوچو ذرا فرعون کے گھر میں موسیٰ کو کس نے پالا سوچو ذرا فرعون کے گھر میں موسیٰ کو کس نے پالا غور کرو مچلی کی شکم میں یونس کو کس نے پالا پہلے آگ میں ڈالا اور پھر آگ کو پھول کیا کس نے اور اس کے نام کی گن گاتے ہیں اس کے نام کی گن گاتے ہیں ابراہیم خلیل اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا محمد رسول یا حبیب اللہ یا رسول اللہ 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 هذا الرسول إذا يبسم ترى 
الأرض نورا فلا تظلموا هذا الرسول إذا يبسم ترى الأرض نورا فلا تظلم وثغر الحبيب إذا ما بدا يداوي القلوب فلا تسقم وثغر الحبيب إذا ما بدا يداوي القلوب فلا تسقم يداوي القلوب فلا تسقم يا حبيب الله يا رسول الله يا حبيب الله يا رسول الله محياه طلق كقطر النادى على حسنه دائما أقسم محياه طلق كقطر النادى على حسنه دائما أقسم ووجه جميل كبدر الدجا ينير الوجود فلا يعتم ووجه جميل كبدر الدجا ينير الوجود فلا يعتم ينير الوجود فلا يعتم يا حبيب الله يا رسول الله يا حبيب الله يا رسول الله إذا الليل طال بدا وجهه كفجر الصباح إذا يرسم إذا الليل طال بدا وجهه كفجر الصباح إذا يرسم وتلك اللآلئ في ثغره عقود الجمان غدت تنظم وتلك اللآلئ في ثغره عقود الجمان غدت تنظم عقود الجمان غدت تنظم يا حبيب الله يا رسول الله يا حبيب الله يا رسول الله يا حبيب الله يا حبيب الله يا رسول الله 
يا حبيب الله يا رسول الله جزاكم الله خير جزاكم الله خير to carry up for those beautiful words praise of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take karisa from strength to strength. Next, we call upon our senior Imam, Qari Muhammad Salih Peck, who will render some advices with regards to Mi'raj. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirabbil alamin wassalatu wassalamu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi at-tayyibin at-tahirin. Wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashhadu anna sayyidana wa nabiyyana wa maulana Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira. Amma ba'du faqad qala Allahu subhanahu wa ta'ala fi kitabihi al-mu'jiz بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع البصير صدق الله مولانا العظيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Respected brothers and sisters in Islam We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for affording us the opportunity to be present here in this gathering in which we express our love to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by remembering the event which is one of the greatest miracles that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was honored with after the Qur'an. Al-Qur'an al-Kareem is the greatest mu'jizah and miracle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and thereafter the scholars tell us is the incident of Isra and Mi'raj. Two words are used, Isra and Mi'raj. We normally use Mi'raj, which in Arabic means ascension. Araja means to ascend. Al-Isra refers to the journey of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa by night. To travel at night, the word Isra is used. So his journey from Makkatul Mukarrama, from the Baytullah to Baytul Maqdis to Jerusalem is called Al-Isra. And from Baytul Muqaddas or Baytul Maqdis, up to Sidratul Muntaha and beyond to the places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willed to honor his beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is called Mi'raj. Time is obviously at a premium and we thank our guest Qari Muhammad Zahir Zardad for rendering a beautiful recitation and also reciting appropriate verses which discuss uh, according to some of the commentators of Suratul Najm the incident of Mi'raj and also the beautiful rendition of the praise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by our respected Imam Qari Yusuf Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their presentation and make it a means of our spiritual upliftment insha'Allah and our strengthening of a link with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
So in the verse which I recited and Qali Muhammad Zahir recited as well, Subhana alladhi asra bi abdihi. Subhana means, we translate it in English as glory be to Allah. But the correct meaning is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beyond any defect. He is free from resembling his creation in any way. Subhana. Usabbihuhu subhana. Alladhi asra bi abdihi. That being who took by night his abd, his slave. And the ulama tell us that the word abd is a proof that the mi'raj and the ascension was a journey that Rasulullah sallallahu undertook with his body and his soul. Because the verse doesn't say biruhihi, subhanalladhi asra biruhi abdihi, with the soul of his servant. It wasn't uh, just a dream that Rasulullah sallallahu saw, but it was a physical ascension and a journey by night that Rasulullah sallallahu undertook with his body and his ruh. Another point just to draw the attention of our respected brothers and sisters in the word abd, slave, sometimes uh, some people might have a reservation that how can you use the word abd and slave for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But here it is in attribution to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when the word abd, slave is used alone, it will not be used for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But when it is attributed to Allah that he is a slave of Allah, then that is praise for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because the highest rank a person can be blessed with as the creation of Allah is to be called the Abd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took by night, laylan. Now, the word asra is mentioned in the verse, subhanalladhi asra. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took his servant, his slave by night. And then the word layl is mentioned again, at night. So the ulama tell us that the word layl is repeated in the verse to emphasize that it was a small portion of the night to indicate and inform us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is this being who is beginningless and endless and has created everything from nothing, he is the creator of time, space, direction, and all what is in existence, whether you see it or not. And this is why, respected brothers in Islam, there is, because there is limited time, I like to, I'd like to focus on one particular point. And that is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala generally sent the Anbiya alayhim salam with miracles and mu'jizat. And every Nabi, when he came, his miracle was in accordance with a need of his time and a challenge of his time. So Sayyidina Musa salam was sent at a time in which there was an abundance of magic and sorcery. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a miracle and a mu'jiza which was not magic, but it dominated and superseded and overpowered all the types of magic which was prevalent in the time of Sayyidina Musa salam. And like that, every Nabi of Allah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam his nubuwa and his prophethood was not restricted to his time but till the day of Qiyamah. And his ummah was going to witness an era of information, technology and things which was beyond the comprehension of the people in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If we ponder over the entire incident of Mi'raj and how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam informed us through the authentic ahadith in Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim the various events tell us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had already shown us via Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, informed us of those things which was to happen in the future of the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, for example, in Sahih al-Bukhari, Sayyidina Anas radiallahu anhu narrates, he said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that I was in my house and Jibreel alayhi salam split the roof open. And he entered and he took me to the Baytullah, to the Kaaba. In another hadith, Jibreel alayhi salam met Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at the Kaaba. So the, the, the ulama say he was first in the house of 
which he called his own house, the house of Umm Muhani, the sister of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was taken to the Kaaba Musharrafa. He rested for a while. And there, the hadith says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam states, Jibreel alayhi salam shakka sadri. He opened my chest. And he removed my heart. So we can imagine how unimaginable it would have been for the Quraysh at that time to even think that an open heart surgery has been done to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum say, describing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam amongst his shama'il and his beautiful attributes, that he had very little hair on his blessed chest, his mubarak chest sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He had a thin strand of hair running down from the top of his chest to his navel. But the Sahaba said, if you sat close to him, alayhi salatu wasalam, and you looked at his chest, you would notice small holes, needle-like holes, which was an indication of the operation that was performed on the chest of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The muhaddithin also further elaborate and say that Jibreel alayhi salam, when he came and the heart was removed, it was placed in ice, a container which has ice. And we've got many doctors here, they would know much better than us Normally those are the type of procedures which are used in the medical fraternity. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed this to happen to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because in this ummah there will be people in the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad who will also feel proud. And say to Chris Barnard, shame, you came a thousand years late. This happened to our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Jibreel alayhi salam came with a container of hikmah and wisdom. And he poured it into my chest. And then they see, in fact, in the hadith it is mentioned that the portion of shaitan was removed from the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu The muhaddithin say, what is the meaning of the portion of shaitan? They say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sent as rahmatul lil'alameen. Rahmah for the entire creation of Allah. Not only for human beings, alameen, every alam, every realm of existence. Whether it be alam al-arwah, the realm of the souls, whether it be the alam of this dunya, whether it be the alam of barzakh, whether it be the alam of akhirah, subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Rasulullah rahmatun lil'alameen, a mercy for all the awalim. And shaitan is part of the alam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed Jibreel alayhi salam to remove that part from the heart of Rasulullah which would allow him to have mercy on shaitan. Shaitan does not deserve any mercy. And this was removed from the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to endorse the tyranny and the wretched nature of shaitan. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then from there Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was taken to Baytul Maqdis. He said, while I was by the Kaaba, Jibreel alayhi salam brought a conveyance, a beast, an animal. It was smaller than a horse and larger than a mule. And its name was Buraq. Okay, like lightning or thunder. Now, in the time of the Sahaba, it wasn't comprehensible or even possible for them to, to understand somebody traveling, flying from one point to another point. They would travel by road with camels, donkeys. And in fact, in the Quran, Allah says in Surah Al-Nahl, Wal-Khayl, Wal-Bighal, Wal-Hamir, Litarkabuha, Wazina. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for you the horses, Wal-Bighal, and mules, and donkeys, that you may travel upon them, and it is a means of adornment. And Allah says, وَيَخْلُقُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Allah will also create those modes of transport which you are not aware of. So here's an indication to Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to his ummah till the day of Qiyamah that there will be, it is possible to comprehend that there will be a, mode, a, a, a way to transport an individual from place point A to point B although he's not walking on the ground in a short space of time.
أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى. And while he was traveling to Masjid al-Aqsa, while he was traveling to Masjid al-Aqsa, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Mararatu bi Musa." I passed by the grave of Musa alayhi salam. فَإِذَا هُوَ قَائِمٌ فِي قَبْرِهِ يُصَلِّي Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam was standing in salah in his qabr. From this, the ulama of Ahlul Sunnah say that our belief is that all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are alive in their graves. Because salah is an ibadah which is badani. It is a physical ibadah which, is, which requires a body and a soul. And Musa alayhi salam is in his grave and he's making the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jibreel alayhi salam took Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to a point and he said, Salli raka'atain, perform two cycles of salah, two raka'at. And he said, okay, I performed the salah. What place is this? He says, this is Beit Laham. This is the place where Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam was born. Via the Mi'raj, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his ummah were taught that we express our love and our affection to all the anbiya alayhi salam who came before Rasulullah. Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam. I mean, this is why, in fact, he met the Anbiya alayhi salam in Jerusalem. And he says, when I reached Jerusalem, I performed two rakats of salah in Masjid al-Aqsa. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed Jibreel alayhi salam to inform me to lead the Anbiya alayhi salam in salah. So all the Anbiya alayhi salatu salam performed salah behind our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. From there, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam ascended into, into the heavens. And he met various Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. When we say he went up into the first heaven and the second heaven, when we say the first heaven, heaven in our terminology is not paradise. That in, in, in other denominations, other religions, they use the word heaven for Jannah. Jannah is another creation. We're talking of Sama. And whatever constellations are visible to astronomers today, which whether it be out of the Milky Way galaxy or whatever is beyond that, that falls under Sama'ud Dunya, the first sky. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam traveled with Jibreel alayhi salam till they came to the gatekeeper or the one who was in charge of the door of the sky. So from there we learned that the, every sky has got a door. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Jibreel alayhi salam asked for permission to enter. He was asked, Man ma'aka, who's with you? He said, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Abu Itha ilayhi, was he sent for? He said, yes. And he said, Ahlan bin Nabiya Salih. Welcome to the pious Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he met Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam in the first heaven. In the second sama, he met Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam and Sayyidina Yahya alayhi salam. In the third heaven, he met Sayyidina Idris alayhi salam. In the fourth, he met Sayyidina Harun alayhi salam. In the fifth, is it A'yahuma? There's a combination the ulama say. The first is A'ya, Adam, Isa, and then Idris, and Harun alayhi salam, Musa, and Ibrahim alayhi salam. In the, in the various sama, this is the sequence that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa met the Anbiya alayhi salatu salam. He met Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam in the last heaven, and he was reclining against a, play, a structure called Baytul Ma'mur. Baytul Ma'mur, for those who might not have been aware of this fact, is another structure similar to the Kaaba around which the Malaika make tawaf. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, every day 70,000 Malaika make tawaf of Baytul Ma'mur not to get a second opportunity. So these are the Sab'a Samawat. And beyond that, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa reached the point of Sidratul Muntaha, which is the low tree at the end of the seventh heaven. 
And one of the verses which were recited, إِذْ يَغْشَ السِّدْرَةَ مَا يَغْشَ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when I reached Sidratul Muntaha, it was covered with light and nur. Such a beautiful tree, the, the, the fruit on those trees were the size of huge earthen pots. And it was covered, as the commentators of this particular verse, إِذْ يَغْشَ السِّدْرَةَ مَا يَغْشَ with golden moths. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reached this point. Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi salam said, Oh, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I cannot go beyond this point. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Is this the place where a companion leaves his companion? I need you to accompany me. He said, If I have to advance by one hand spend, I will be reduced to ashes and destroyed. I have not, there's no visa for me to cross over this. And this is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reached a level which none other of the creation collectively and individually never ever reached the status of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He reached a point where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then conversed with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. On this particular point, there's a very important aspect of our aqidah which we need to understand, our creed. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not restricted and confined to a place. So it's not that Allah was in a particular place secluded somewhere and Rasulullah went to that place. No. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was taken to a point that no creation had ever reached. But it doesn't mean Allah was restricted to any place. Allah is beyond any need. Inna Allah laghaniyun anil alameen. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said, Man kayyafa al-kayf la yuqalu anhu kayf. Wa man ayyana al-ayn la yuqalu anhu ayn. That being who has created direction and place, you cannot ask where he is. Is he restricted? How is he? Those questions do not apply to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa reached this particular point and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored him with his kalam. Now, the aspect of whether he saw Allah or not, even the Sahaba have a difference of opinion with regards to this. Therefore, it's not a matter in which we need to argue and dispute. Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha says that whoever says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the night of Mi'raj is not speaking the truth. Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked, Did you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala physically? He said, Noorun anna arahu. When I passed Sidratul Muntaha, there was an abundance of noor. How would I be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? There is another view of Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas, who is the, the cousin of Rasulullah and one of the greatest commentators of the Quran. He says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but not physically with his eye. And this verse was also recited That the heart has not been untruthful In what, it's, what, it, what it witnessed and what it saw Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will honor the believers and all of us insha'Allah In Jannah with ru'yatullah When we will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala With the eyes of our head Which is the greatest bounty in Jannah Greater than Jannah itself Greater than Jannah itself Is to have the ability to be able to See Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I will conclude very shortly. Rasulullah sallallahu was given, we, we generally know he was given the 50 salawat, which after the, consulting with Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, who said, I've got a lot of experience with the nations on the face of this earth. 50 is going to be too much for your ummah. And may Allah reward Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam because we know how weak we are. Never mind the, the faraid, even taraweeh is hard for us. So it was reduced to five and const constantly... Uh, Rasulullah sallallahu was requesting for some dispensation and allowance in this particular regard. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the gift of salah and he promised that it will be five in number but 50 in reward which means every salah the minimum reward is 10. 
The minimum reward is 10. It will increase if you perform your salah with jama'ah to 25 to 27 times. It will increase if you perform your salah in the masjid of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to 1,000. It will increase beyond that to 100,000 if you perform the salah in Masjid al-Haram in Makkah Mukarramah. So the bare minimum for the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad is 10 rewards for, for each salah. So we normally know of this gift. The second gift which was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the night of Mi'raj, was the last two verses of Surah Baqarah. We should try to learn those verses, inshaAllah. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud says, whoever recites those two verses till the end of the surah, before he sleeps, kafatahu, it will be sufficient for the ibadah of the whole night for him. So even if he doesn't make ibadah at night and he wakes up for fajr, he gets the reward of ibadah and tahajjud and qiyamul layl for the entire night, just by reciting two verses. And some of the Sahaba say, if you recite these two verses and you go and sleep, you get the reward of making tilawa the entire night. So this was the second gift. The third gift was that the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the doors of the mercy of Allah are left open for the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as long as they do not ascribe partners unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a person can be uh, guilty of major sins, whether it be zina or stealing, whatever it might be, he needs to know and not lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is one of the messages of this night. That it doesn't matter how weak a person is in his personal capacity, how sinful we are, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive our sins if we turn to him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given this message with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And another message given to this ummah was given by Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa met him. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam said, Oh Muhammad, oh my beloved son, Two of the prophets called Rasulullah a Nabi and our son was Adam السلام, and Sayyidina Ibrahim. He said, convey my salam to your ummah. And this is why the scholars of hadith say, when you hear this hadith, then it is sunnah to say, وَعَلَىٰ نَبِيِّنَا وَعَلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمِ الصَّلَاةُ والسلام. That we repeat our salam to our Rasulullah and salam to Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, because he conveyed his salam via Rasulullah to us. And he said, tell your ummah أَنَّ الْجَنَّةَ قِيعَانَ that some parts of Jannah need work. You need to cultivate it. And the cultivation of it is, Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us these Anbiya alayhim salam showing their compassion and affection for the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instill within our hearts through love for Rasulullah and all the Anbiya alayhim salam through respect for them. And also the tawfiq to emulate the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now we are coming close to the month of Ramadan. This is now the, the fever of Ramadan should start commencing in our homes with our families, recitation of Quran uh, and sadaqah and charity and being good. Make sulh and join ties with the people who might have had some difference of opinion with some difference. Let us, let us clean our hearts and prepare for the month of Ramadan. The ulama of the past, Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah says that I met some scholars and some people that six months before Ramadan, they would start preparing for Ramadan. And after Ramadan, for the next six months, they would do hisab and see what mistakes we made in Ramadan. He said, Ramadan. It was as if the entire year was the month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to, to ensure that we perform our salah, which is a gift given to us uh, by, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the night of Mi'raj. In the month of Ramadan, we will have some extra salawat, inshallah. Let us show some diligence and strength, inshallah, not to be lazy after the first or the second or the third night. Sometimes in Ramadan, we start strong. 
and uh, we fall short when it comes to the rest of Ramadan, let us take advantage of these opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And secondly, we should also encourage uh, our community to become accustomed to the good recitation of Quran in the month of Ramadan, correct recitation of the month of Ramadan. Better than reading 10 khatams swiftly and fast, it will be better to decide one khatam of the Quran. Reciting the Quran correctly with correct pronunciation. This is something which has been emphasized in the Sharia of, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So therefore, a reminder to the Huffad also, let us try to practice uh, and our preparation for Salatul Tarawih in such a way that we're not reciting haphazardly and we're eating up the words and deleting and omitting some words while we are reciting because the khatam is an incomplete. Like we have an incomplete script of the, of the Quran, if it's written and a few letters are missing, then we won't want to read from that because we'll say it's incomplete. Similarly, if a person is reciting so fast and so quickly in his uh, tilawa that uh, you don't hear some letters, you don't hear some words, then that khatam unfortunately is, is also incomplete. Uh, an action in sharia is not accepted because we want it to be accepted. If a person out of true sincerity tomorrow for fajr decides he wants to make three rakats for fajr salah, even if he's weeping tears of blood, it will not be accepted because it's not in conformance with the teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you for sitting for this uh, gathering. And just a short reminder. We will find people saying, hey, it's not sunnah to have a gathering on the night of Mi'raj. We know that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum didn't have a commemoration. But we are not saying that you have to sit. All we are saying is, it was a special person, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on a special night. It was a special conveyance and a special journey from Mecca to Jerusalem and a special journey meeting the Anbiya alayhim salam So do we think it's a special night or not? It doesn't have to be said. So we are gathering here out of love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to remember some of the events which affect our lives directly and to take some encouragement to move forward inshallah to strengthen our link with Allah and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our sitting and make it a means of our success in the akhirah. Wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك وتحنن وترحم على حبيبنا وسيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها ونور الأبصار وضيائها وعلى آله وأصحابه الطيبين الطاهرين الميامين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم الطف بنا في تيسير كل عسير فإن تيسير كل عسير عليك يسير اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين وارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعبادك الصالحون ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعبادك الصالحون أنت المستعان عليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين